Hello, everyone out there in Yesland or Probland or whatever you want to call it. I'm Steven Schinder, host of Yes Shift, and this is another News Desk Edition episode. And I was thinking of doing this possibly on Monday, but there's just so much going on, and I figured I'd space these out. I know we did our re review uh the other day on tuesday so i figure having each of these episodes um i know i did something on sunday i think uh having each of these episodes like two days apart makes it more uh palatable pacing wise i would think but yeah there's just so much to talk about for one prog stock happened over this past weekend and there are also recent and upcoming releases. Um, and don't worry, there will no be no spoilers about the classic tales of Yes Tour setlist here. Um, I'm planning on seeing the show on the 30th. I already know the setlist, but I haven't looked at any clips still. But yeah, no spoilers for that here. And yeah, we're just going to talk about these news items and the prog stock stuff will probably be toward the end you know patrick moraz of course performed at prog stock so i watched the stream of that on stage it i watched that performance and a couple others so i'll be reviewing those and yeah so let's just get going well first off i want to congratulate yes music podcast for 600 episodes uh, they even started a charity fundraiser, which you can hear all about in that episode. It also includes an interview with Trevor Rabin about Rio. So again, really cool to see Trevor really going out and promoting the new album. Um, I saw that today he put out a clip talking about one of the tracks, Egoli. So I think he's going to be doing that with all of the tracks. Uh, I mean, yeah, of, of course, you know. Uh, so yeah, again, congrats to Yes Music Podcast and looking forward to hearing more episodes from them. Now, on the subject of podcasts, there was another one I became aware of uh, within the past week or so. Um, maybe it was a week ago, but yeah, there's one called Bob, Spike, and Joe, and on... A recent episode of theirs they had Mike McMorrow on who's a producer on a documentary that's in the works and this documentary happens to be about Alan White himself so yeah like really excited about that and from the sounds of it it seems like it'll involve uh, the footage of the Alan White tribute concert that happened in Seattle around this time last year. So yeah, I think that show will be involved in the documentary in some fashion. So I'm really curious to see how it'll be structured and, you know, who they have on and if maybe we'll learn some new stuff about Alan that we didn't know. Or maybe... You know, uh, maybe it'll tell us a lot of stuff we do know, and, but it'll be cool to see it compiled in, you know, the documentary fashion. You know, I'm glad that these things are happening, you know, with Alan and with the claiming Peter Banks documentary that I've been talking about. You know, all these people who've passed on, they deserve documentaries on them and their careers. So I'm very happy that this news has come out. Um, I also saw... Uh, an action shot of Alan from the drama tour, uh, you know, a photo that was shared um, by Bill O'Leary, a photograph that he took. Uh, I think this was dated September 6th, 1980. So it's a really cool shot. You can find it on Facebook and look it up. It's really cool. Uh, so yeah, very excited about that. Uh, not quite sure when exactly it'll come out but you know these things take time and i'm sure it'll be well worth the wait now on to some yes stuff um i mean alan white obviously you know yes but on to specifically well, first off 
talking about yes merch because i don't think we've really talked about what's available on the yes official store at the moment so if you go to yesofficial.manheadmerch.com you can see some shirts uh for the tour so there's a tales of yes 2023 tie-dye tour shirt looks really cool with the blue and you know you got the album art in a circle the tales of yes 2023 fall tour t-shirt that has the butterfly logo that we've seen on the i think this was on the close to the edge 50th tour that we saw that type of logo uh there's also one with an orange butterfly it's called the yes monarch eyes logo t-shirt and there's a tales of yes 2023 tour hoodie uh, yes logo patch purple hat and the tales of yes 2023 tour mug i mean you know me i love me some uh mugs as you can see um yeah <laughs> uh and this past friday uh, also i think it was on friday saw the release of yes singles which we've talked about before when it was announced, um, or maybe I talked about it, but uh, yeah, a compilation containing single edits of several songs throughout Yes's career. Um, I'll just read off the track list again real quick as a refresher. Uh, I know the Andy and I promo edit is, I think what was posted to sort of push for promotion for this, but... Yeah, the tracklist is Your Move, Starship Trooper Life Seeker, Roundabout, America, and You and I Part 1. So that's about first three and a half minutes, if I recall correctly. Soon. Uh, so that's side one. And then side two is Sound Chaser, Wondrous Stories, Don't Kill the Whale, Into the Lens, Owner of a Lonely Heart, and Leave It. And I kind of feel... Uh, silly uh, to admit that it was only within the last few days that I noticed the windows uh, or rectangles on the cover of the sleeve of this spell out yes I'm can't believe it took me a while to notice that um, but yeah that LP is out and again these are the single edits so I'm curious to hear if anyone gets this and what they think of it like what's the experience of going through all this like um there was also an announcement of the yes album super deluxe edition now i think we'd been hearing rumblings of these in the couple of weeks before this was officially announced but yeah i'll go ahead and read what it says here in the product details Remastered sound, rarities, two previously unreleased concerts, and a new Dolby Atmos mix by Stephen Wilson. The Yes album, oh, this is a quote from Steve Howe. The Yes album represents to me the invention of 70s Yes. This was aided by leaving outside material off the record and heavily investing in the influences we brought together, particularly the arrangement, skills, and utilizing the available best technology. Our adventurism shows in the originality of the music and lyrics, as none of us had done anything quite like this before. Uh, so I think what he means about leaving outside material is like not including cover songs like uh, they included on the first two Yes albums. So yeah, that's an interesting point there. Uh, then there's a quote from John Anderson. It's wonderful to know that 50 years later, our music is still appreciated. It was a make-or-break time for the band on many levels. The harmony within the band was really special at that time, and it came through in the music. Uh, and then the product details continue. Take a deep dive into Yes's third studio album with a box set that presents a newly remastered version of the Yes album expanded with rarities, two previously unreleased concerts, and fresh mixes by Stephen Wilson, including an immersive Dolby Atmos mix. Includes uh, Wilson's remastered version of the original album on both CD and LP, two previously unreleased concerts from 1971. Uh, the first was recorded just a few weeks before the Yes album was released, 
while the second was recorded six months later during the band's U.S. tour. These remarkable performances include live versions of songs from the album, such as Yours Is No Disgrace and Perpetual Change, as well as Astral Traveler and Every Days from the previous album Time and a Word. Wilson features a Toy 14 remix to the Yes album and instrumental versions of all six album tracks in the upcoming Super Deluxe Edition. In, in addition, to, the Blu-ray disc offers four new mixes of the Yes album, including two versions of 5.1 Surround Sound, the Toy Toy 3 remaster, and the Dolby Atmos mix. Initially released in the UK on February 19, 1971, it was a group's Anderson, Squire, Cade, Bruford, and Howe's first album to feature all original material and introduce signature epics like Starship Trooper and <laughs> I've Seen All Good People. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. It's just... Uh, I, I've Seen All Good People. Like, I know it's divided into a couple different sections, but I, I don't know. It's kind of strange to me uh, calling it an epic like on the scale of even and you and i or something i i don't know but like it's it's a good song but i don't know the wording just kind of got me there uh the album peaked at number four in the uk and was the group's first to crack the top 40 in the u.s where it would eventually be certified platinum so the two concerts that this includes um one of them uh, was in Gothenburg, uh, Sweden, January 21st, 1971. And the other was in uh, New Haven, uh, Connecticut, July 24th of that year. So for the live CD, uh, these are not full... Well, I should probably like read off uh, what each of these CDs has. So CD1 has the original album... CD2 has the Stephen Wilson remix slash remix instrumentals. Uh, so, yeah, that's each of the six tracks. For, for the first six tracks on that CD are the original songs, but the Stephen Wilson remixes. And then the next six tracks on that are the instrumental versions that he did or worked on. So, CD3, Rarities. Uh, you've got Your Move, single version, Starship Trooper, single version. I assume that's the Life Seeker one that I mentioned earlier. The studio version of Clap, Yours is No Disgrace, Mono Mix, the Clap, Mono Mix, Starship Trooper, Mono Mix, I've Seen All Good People, Mono Mix. Uh, okay, so it's the whole album in Mono Mix. Um, an alternate take of Starship Trooper, which... That's kind of surprising. I don't think that's... Yeah, it hasn't been released on anything before. Um, stuff like, you know, the singles and uh, the studio version of Clap, I remember, was on the 2003 remaster version of this album. Uh, and ending that third CD is an untitled instrumental. So also previously unreleased. I wonder what that is. So CD4 is the live cd and this does not include a complete concert uh, but it includes a few cuts from a couple of different concerts as i mentioned before so they these would be uh, astral traveler every days yours is no disgrace uh, your move i've seen all good people Clap slash classical gas, so you know Steve Howe's solo spot, and perpetual change. So out of those seven tracks, the first two are from the Gothenburg concert, and the rest are from the New Haven Yale Bowl concert. Um, I wonder if those are the only tracks available from those shows in terms of like what recordings are available. I I'm sure they've probably been circulated as bootlegs before so it is nice to have them on an official release but i kind of hope that eventually like at some point this live cd gets released as a separate thing um because 
you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, I, it would be nice to have that as like its own CD. Um, but I am also curious about the untitled instrumental and the alternate take of Starship Trooper on the third disc. Uh, and of course, there's also the Blu-ray disc, which is a Stephen Wilson Atmos mix of the album. So I, I'm very curious, like, what do you all think? Are you going to pick this up? Is this a must-have for your collection? Let us know what you think. Uh, so this comes out November 24th, I believe. Uh, let me just... Yeah, November 24th. Um, just look at the listing on Rhino. Um, and that's also the same day that this John Wetton and Extraordinary Life 8 CD box set is coming out. So it's lots of great stuff coming out. Um, this is the first in an ongoing series of box sets celebrating the life and times of this incredible musician. It includes John Wetton's six solo albums, each with bonus material, which have been fully remastered by Mayor Applebaum, and there are also two CDs of extremely rare and hard-to-find material, especially curated by Rick Nelson, longtime Wetton archivist, and John's close friend. This material is a treasure trove of wonders for the true Wetton fan. Uh, so, yeah, people can look at this track list on cherryred.co.uk. I'm very excited to talk about this in the near future. So, yeah, that's a little tease right there. And I'd also like to remind people that tomorrow, October 13th, is the release of the Keith Emerson Variations 20 CD box set. So you can also find this on cherryred.co.uk as well, and uh, maybe some other places, I think. But yeah, 20 CDs about Keith Emerson, like, that's just really exciting. And the way they divide this, you see the early years, uh, the solo albums. Um, yeah, I'm just like scrolling through this. The collaborations, uh, live and studio, like, that's a lot of material right there and you know what an amazing musician again i'm glad that all these people who have passed are getting their due with these documentaries and these box sets it's it's really nice all right so next on the agenda um i, I guess i'll stick with keyboardists for now Rick Wakeman put out a couple updates over on his website, rwcc.com. He mentioned that he's going to be involved in a Sunday lunch uh, event in Sheffield on Sunday, December 10th at 12.30 p.m. Uh, that's UK time. Limited spaces are available, and there are details on the poster in this post uh, that he put there. So very contact details there. And you all can check that out. Uh, he also mentions that uh, in the last few weeks, um, you know, there have been some people who have passed. And so it's been kind of a sad time. Um, on our end, we've heard about a couple other people passing as well. So, um, one of the ones that Rick mentions here is uh, Mary, the wife of Lou Molino, who, you know, drummed for ARW and is also on Trevor's new album. So our hearts go out to Lou. Um, learned about that news within the last few weeks. So, yeah, but as far as music-related stuff, uh, Rick mentions that he's doing one day's filming with Gordon Giltrap at the Granary talking about the album that he and Giltrap made together from Brush and Stone and how it evolved. Gonzo are now going to release it on vinyl, which will be a bit special. Uh, and he also mentioned the Saving Strays Christmas concerts, which I believe we've mentioned previously. He says the rest of October will be made up of preparing music for the November and December concerts at Lytham, St. Anne's, and Hunstanton. 
Uh, well, that's it for now. Enjoy the last throws of summer. Cheers, Rick. Now, on to another Wakeman. So, Oliver Wakeman uh, put out a newsletter and talked a bit about Anamkara, his upcoming solo album. Um, so, I'm just looking up, like, what bit I want to read first on here. Uh, he said, the idea for the Anamkara album happened... Or, actually, let's start this from the beginning of that part. So the album is finished, it has taken a great deal of work, but the result is something I'm so proud of and cannot wait to be able to let you all know when it is due for release, something my management and I are working hard on organizing. The idea for the Anamkara album happened way back before the Mother's Ruin album, when I was working with the Cornish singer Rachel Williams. We worked on a few tracks and had planned to work on a whole album in a rock-slash-Celtic vein. However, due to various issues and circumstances, the project never came to fruition, so I moved on to the Mother's Ruin project, and then on to the crazy world of Yes. <laughs> However, after the From a Page box set and the subsequent success of the Tales by Gaslight and Collaborations box sets, my management asks if I would like to work on a new album, and if so, what would I like to do? Um, I decided that I wanted to write and release the Anamkara idea, which at the time was only embryonic, so there would be plenty of work to do. I found myself becoming more and more excited as I started to write and to look at what pieces I had half-written ideas for. I also needed to work out what musicians I needed for the project, and so I spent a great deal of time trying to work out who would be right to be involved in the project. I had a couple of people I knew I wanted to work with immediately. The drummer, Scott Higgum, and I had worked on a few tracks for another project I'm working on, and I knew that he had the right level of expertise and sensitivity which the music required, and so I was delighted when he agreed to be part of the project. Next on the list were David Mark Pierce and Steve Amadio. Many of you will know that I've worked with Dave on many projects over the years and his melodic approach of guitar soloing was exactly what I needed for this project. Steve was a wonderful bass player that was on the Ravens on Lullabies album and did such a great job that I knew I needed his abilities on this record as well. I knew that I would also require an experienced acoustic guitar player as well and so was very really pleased when Oliver Day from Fragile, the Yes Tribute Band, agreed to cover all the acoustic requirements for the record. He also bought his lute, mandolins, and lap steel guitars along for the ride as well. Next up, we have a massively important role of vocalist. I knew I needed a female vocalist for this project. I also needed someone with an exceptional range in order to sing the challenging parts I tend to write. I also needed someone with the ability to sound like an angel one minute and then occasionally have the ability to rock out when required. A tall order, I'm sure you'll agree. Luckily, Haley Griffiths was available and loved the music. Haley has an exceptional voice and is delighted to work with and has done a stunning job. Um, Haley was a former lead singer of the international phenomenon Riverdance and Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance, so had a great feel for the Celtic element as well. That sounds like a great five-piece band to me, but I knew that this album would need the extra color of additional instruments, and so I was honored when Troy Donnelly from Nightwish agreed to perform on the album as well with his collection of whistles and Yulian pipes. Uh, this added a real Celtic element to the songs, I also needed a violinist and had a standing offer for my friend Robert McClung in America for whenever I needed violins. I also needed a saxophone solo on one of the tracks and I had had a recommendation from a friend of mine for a saxophonist, Enter Mick Allport, who played some amazing sax on the record and threw in a bit of clarinet into the mix as well for good measure. So after a long mix period which was overseen, by my long-term friend and engineer Carl Groom, I now have a master recording of Anamkara, which I cannot wait for you to hear. The artwork for the album is by the equally wonderful Anne Sudworth, and her work 
throughout the booklet is a thing of beauty. Many of you will recognize her from the wonderful cover of the Three Ages of Magic sleeve. More details to follow in the next newsletter. And he also uh, talks a bit about, yes, the Tormato story and John Wetton and Extraordinary Life, uh, the book, uh, both of which he made contributions to. And, you know, both of these are really great reads. Like, me and my dad highly recommend them. Uh, we even had Kevin Mulrine uh, on our show to talk about his Tormato book. So there you go. Um, he also talked about the other Coronation concert, which is a charity concert that happened back in May. And we talked a bit about when we had Oliver on the show. Uh, and see. Yeah, and also, of course, he contributed to the Straub's documentary. Uh, there's some really great stuff in this newsletter. Um, oh, he also mentions Rodney Matthew projects. Um, let's see. He says, uh, we have worked together on multiple projects over the years. We're currently working on three new projects together, two musical and one film. Always really enjoyable projects to work on. I'm such a fan of his work. He also did the logo for the top of this newsletter. Um, he also mentioned a guest appearance on Lost in the Wild Wood, which is from Rodney Matthew and Friends. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely recommend, like, you should subscribe to Oliver's newsletter. Um, and, of course, the Anamkara and From a Page concert, which was supposed to happen originally in the um, uh, Summer's End Festival, which happened recently, I think within the past week. Um, of course, that had to be postponed due to a bereavement of a close family member in the band, but that'll happen. that concert will happen at the Winter's End Festival in April 2024. So lots of exciting stuff to look forward to. Um, it also takes a moment to remember, um, okay, there's, at the bottom, there's this thing called A Moment to Remember. Paul Manzi, who many of you will know of through his many years of working with me on various albums and projects, is currently singing with The Sweet, and he includes a photo of him with Paul at O2 in 2016, when uh, Oliver performed with uh, his dad, Rick, at his King Arthur concert. He says, We met up last weekend to discuss a new project and the idea of doing some duo shows during 2024. Yeah, so that's very exciting. Very happy to hear that Oliver is so busy with all these cool projects. Uh, there's also, I also saw a post from Adam Wakeman. Uh, so there's a new Wilson and Wakeman album. Uh, so this says Adam and Damien will release their third length studio album, Can We Leave the Light On Longer, on January 12th. Uh, the album containing 10 new songs features Damien on vocals and acoustic guitar and Adam on piano, vocals, Hammond organ, acoustic and electric guitars, bass and percussion. Additional drums and trumpet are provided by Pete Riley and George Hogg, and there is an 18 voices choir. In line with perhaps even more than on, their previous albums with the songs have a very personal depth and meaning to Adam and Damien. Uh, and there's a quote from Damien saying, The album is about how we are connected as human beings, and what drives us to be alive, it tells tales of hopeful, inspiring dreams and our fight to live and function with the ultimate and inevitable loss we face through mortality. The album will be available through Black Lake Records on vinyl, CD, and in digital format. And you got the tracklist there. AI, Can We Leave the Light on Longer, The Man from the Island, which has Adam on lead vocals, Let's Talk, The Battle of the Bare Knuckle Fighter, Turn Your Life Around, Multiplicity, November, again with Adam on lead vocals, Hero, and Adelstone. And from January 13th, they will embark on a 13-date UK tour. 
dates and info can be found on wilsonwakeman.com. Um, and apparently if you pre-order this album, uh, you'll get the new track AI as an instant download. So yeah, you can find this on, I found this on, uh, Adam Wakeman's page on Facebook. He has a link there. So yeah, very, very cool stuff. Always a lot of stuff going on in the music world with these guys. All right. So next up, um, I want to, so, okay, so each of these news episodes, I check, like, what's been uploaded to Bill Bruford's YouTube channel. It looks like the most recent thing is ABWH's performance of I've Seen All Good People from that An Evening of Yes Music Plus video. And in the community section, there's also another quiz uh, there's a quiz a couple weeks ago and there's a new one now um i'm just looking at it. it looks like it's just one question from what i'm looking at but yeah so uh, again i'm very glad that stuff is being curated onto this channel um okay the second quiz comes out this saturday the 14th all right and on John Anderson's YouTube channel, I see that there's an upload of 1,000 Hands, you know, the full album uh, accompanied by visuals, but it's alternate takes. So I wonder what the story is there. Maybe we'll be able to, maybe we could try asking Michael Franklin about it when we have him on again on the 25th. Um, he also, uh, John's channel also has the entire Survival and Other Stories album up as on video with visuals. And just today, uh, I see it added Elias of Sun Hillow. So, again, the full album, video with visuals. So, maybe we'll uh, have a bit more talk about those later in this month. Um, I also want to mention that. John Lodge is touring the United States East Coast on uh, in March 2024. I'm not quite sure at the moment if John Davison is involved again, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and, you know, I'm sure, like, those shows will be great. Okay, so the rest of these news items are, they pertain to, I guess, the larger... Prague world so we'll start with the cruise to the edge updates uh so or actually first i want to mention these roger dean updates uh so if you go to roger dean's facebook page or, or a few recent posts uh the 2023 calendars are still available it looks like they're now discounted at seven pounds each and that's discounted down from 35 pounds so that's quite a deal and these look really nice um he also posted about angel wings orange and pink bowl uh, which people can purchase and let's see just a handful of calendars left uh, he said a few days ago and he's talked about like like he tends to do on this page you know makes a post about certain artworks of his he made one about Britakis, uh from 1985, and uh, he also posted Freya's Castle Open Edition prints, which can be ordered here and includes the link there. Originally commissioned for the cover of the game Black Onyx, the painting was finished in the time between the doctor sending me home, saying my daughter Freya would not be born in the next 12 hours, and being called back because it might happen any minute. Prince produced by Hardwood King. And yeah, so go to Roger Dean's Facebook page and check out the links there. I'm sure you're bound to find something that you'll really enjoy. Uh, okay, so on to Cruise to the Edge. There have been a few recent updates. Uh, last week, they said due to circumstances beyond our control, PFM has decided not to join us for Cruise to the Edge 2024. Now, I'm not really familiar with PFM. I actually had to look up 
like what that stands for. It looks like it might be uh, Premiata Forneria Marconi, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be wrong, but yeah, I've, I looked up PFM Prog Band and that's what came up. Um, if I'm wrong, just let me know. Like I'm no, like I'm not adverse to being corrected and whatnot. Uh, but there have been a couple other updates. Uh, Cruci Edge welcomes Jane Getter Premonition to the 2024 Cruci Edge. Although the cruise is sold out, you can still join the wait list. And they also welcome Life Signs onto Cruise to the Edge. So, okay, I think this is the revised lineup poster. So. Yeah, includes a lot of great acts on here. You got Marillion, Steve Hackett, Flying Colors, Big Big Train, Riverside, Adrian Ballou, The Flower Kings, uh, who incidentally just uh, put up another music video. Um, it's, yeah, just taking a look real quick. Um, yeah, I know it had, yeah, Day for Peace, that's one. Yeah, so, and again, Look At You Now, a really great album. I definitely recommend it. Um, so, yeah, also Jordan Rudess, Martin Barr, Life Signs, Symphony X, Queensryche, Haken, Lonely Robot, Protocol, Wishbone Ash, Griffin, Rio Okamoto, Stickman, Airbag, Clone, Baraka, Dave Kersner's All-Star Prog Band, uh, Claudio Simonetti's Goblin, and Jane Getter Premonition. Um, and yeah, Dave Kersner also just put out an EP on his band camp called uh, Hard to Land Mines, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so very curious to hear, like if you do go on the cruise, like we'd love to hear how that ends up being. Uh, There's also an announcement from Rosfest saying, uh, since there's speculation out, I will clarify the current status for Rosfest. There will not be a festival in 2024, but 2025 is under consideration, but requires substantial finances that we are working towards. So I really hope that they're able to figure something out because I really love that people are able to organize these prog events. They like really bring lots of good people together. All right, so on to talking about prog stock. Um, I'm just curious, like, how long into this are we? Okay, over 37 minutes. Uh, so, like I said, I watched a couple of the live streams from prog stock. Um, I kind of found out about the live stream a little bit late. Um, like, by the time I found out about it, like, the show with... Um, Dave Kurzer's band and with Genetics, you know, the Genesis tribute band um, had already happened. But um, yeah, and I, I know there's like some, a bunch of other acts. I know Annie Haslam uh, featured her art there, which is cool. But I ended up being able to uh, watch the live streams for Mystery and for Patrick Moraz and Unitopia. So if I remember correctly, the one for Mystery was a bit late. Um, I don't remember how late it started. Maybe it was um, like a half hour or so, maybe a bit longer, but it was definitely worth the wait. Um, I'm just pulling up the set list on my phone it was really refreshing that they actually, uh, like, before each song would say what the set list is, or what the song titles are. Because, uh, you know, sometimes I go to concerts and, or even watch a live stream, and it's like, I if I'm not that familiar with the material, I sort of have to try to piece it together. Okay, you write down a lyric from this song and try to, like, Google it later, cross-reference with a band but here it's it was just so like refreshing to just introduce the title of each song and again for those not familiar mystery is a band that benoit david used to be in um 
and the singer like the current singer is quite the showman um on the first song as i am he dressed with a mask like you would see at a masquerade type thing um so then we have behind the mirror redemption where dreams come alive pearls and fire which they said was from the new album and the singer even held out a big pearl while wearing an eye patch so that was really cool delusion rain my inspiration also from the new album it, that one was very emotional i really enjoyed that i enjoyed all of these songs but that one was like really emotional then chrysalis time goes by is this how the story ends which you know kept on going and kept on going and eventually you realize oh, okay this is a 20 minute epic <laughs> uh, and then we have not yet and the preachers fall uh so again i'm not i've listened i remember a while back we listened to um some of mysteries material that featured benoit david but I, I'm s still not, like, super familiar with, like, all the songs and what's from which album, but it's nice to see that they incorporated some new material into their set list. Um, again, like, we've talked on the show about how, you know, we love the classics, but bands really need to showcase the new material and, uh, you know, really show that they believe in it and put the new material on the public's you know their the public eye so that they're like more interested in it and will go out and buy it you know uh so then the other stream uh included patrick Moraz's performance followed by unitopia and that one was quite late um I, I'm trying to remember. It was... Was it one hour late or two hours late? Um, I don't... I, it's been several days. Like, this was on Sunday night, but it was... That one started really late. Um, I can't imagine what it must have been like for people actually at the event or on the East Coast trying to stay awake, watch a stream. Um, I'm on the West Coast for reference. Um... Uh, well, thankfully, there was, like, curated music playlists uh, playing during the wait. Um, I might read off, like, the tr some of the tracks I was able to pick out from the playlist. But, um, but anyway, so I don't know what the reason for the delay was, but I do hope that they figured out, like, what was going on and maybe they'll take that into account for when future prog stocks are held so that it's more efficient but in any case the performances were really worth the wait patrick moraz started with a couple pieces that i think were improvised um and then he played something that was set against what sounded like techno music and then after that, I'm pretty sure he played Sound Chaser and then uh, proceeded to play something fast-paced. Uh, or, sorry, after Sound Chaser, he played Soon. So, recognized that right away. And then after that, he proceeded to play something that was more fast-paced again. Um, and he had, like, a couple different keyboards. He had the... Well, he had the Moog and, uh, p like, some sort of piano, I believe. You know, I, I'm i not the best at identifying types, so maybe someone in the comments can, like, correct or can, like, uh, provide that info. Um, but, yeah, and then he played something that sounded like it may have been from Story of I. It's been a minute since I listened to that, but that was an extraordinary album. Um, definitely recommend it if you haven't listened to it. And then he talked about this uh, next piece. Um, let's see. Um, just making sure that I have my info 
straight. Uh, he says he he talked about this piece and how the first five bars were written when he was five years old and the rest was in 1968. Um, it sounded like he was saying it's called Motif Vaker. Um, and he mentioned stuff from Main Horse and Moraz Bruford and about how a transcription of Karu, uh, I guess one of his pieces, is on YouTube. Um, okay, so I think Karu was the name of that piece that he played after uh, this little speech in between uh, performances. And then he played Temples of Joy from Maraz Bruford, and along with Kashasa from Story of I, you know, as Parva Medley. Um, I'm not sure if there was like a third thing thrown in there. It was kind of hard for me to tell. Uh, and then he told a story of getting a mini Moog in 1973 and then getting a call from Lee Jackson. And he talked about a piece he wrote as part of a symphony while he was in the Moody Blues. He started to compose it on 5 p.m. on a Monday and then finished that Tuesday at 5 a.m. And uh, he said um, something like, The epitome of creativity lies in extreme tension by opposing forces. And that sounds very profound. Like There are definitely some pieces of music that come out of that. So this piece is called Modular Symphony, and it sounded amazing. And throughout his entire set, he looked very energetic and happy to be there. Uh, you know, he seems like he has like a very exuberant personality. And, um, you know, it's just great to see Patrick out him performing. You know, I've never seen him uh, in concert other than, you know, some YouTube clips and the live at QPR video but so watching him perform in real time like seeing a concert of his while it is happening like it was truly something special and then after his performance was the band uh, an australian prog rock band called unitopia and i recognized the drummer chester thompson who of course has drummed for genesis and the, they started with a song called The Garden, but then they had to halt a few minutes in due to some sound issues. So uh, they spent a few minutes trying to correct some stuff. But once they corrected it, they started over and played the entirety of The Garden. And then they played Seven Chambers, Something Invisible, The Stroke of Midnight, The Uncertain, which includes lyric that I found very profound, which is goodbye is so much closer than hello. Like, I can definitely relate to that in certain situations. Um, and then they closed with a song called Tesla. Now, there's some great representation of Unitopia's new album, Seven Chambers, in this set list. So I really appreciate that, again, that they took a big swing playing a bunch of new material, showcasing it. And I, again, like, I feel like, you know, like, we love to see that sort of thing. New material in the set list and not just the classics, even though we love the classics. Um, and so, yeah, that was an amazing set list. That was truly a surprise because with Mystery, I knew somewhat what to expect based on the material with Benoit that I had heard but Unitopia was completely new to me and hearing this show by them like watching and hearing it really makes me want to check out their discography and, and especially the new album you know on these songs it, it got very emotional and it's just I can't say enough good things about it it's so good um and like I mentioned during the live streams before each of these shows there would be a playlist curated by marty dorfman the prog doctor um so the songs i was able to pick out there were a few that i wasn't able to figure out what they were but let's see before the mystery set list there was the antagonist by Selwyn, pale blue dot uh if i mean when uh renaissance's prologue and then after 
um, or rather before uh, Patrick Mraz, there was Peace Without Victory by Freedom to Glide, Cutting It Fine by Asia, The Bees in Us by United Progressive Fraternity, Moonshine by Mike Oldfield, Everything Is Bullshit by Particle Kid, Sunrise by Uriah Heep, that actually played a couple times, Sourness of Days by Balloon Astronomy, um, and I think s- something might have been played by someone named Steve Unra. I think I might have gotten that from the chat. Maybe someone mentioned that. Uh, Things He Said by Aristor, Picking Up the Pieces by Mir in the Court of the Crimson King. I'm sure you all know who that's by. Don't Be Late Chapter 2, Alive by Saga, Riverflow by M. Opus, and Black Hole Era by Karmamoy. So really good taste in that playlist and, you know, something to hold people over during the wait. Um, again, I, I hope that, you know, Proxstock is, you know, it's it's a great event. It's They got, like, really cool acts. But I do hope that they're able to smooth things out for the next time around. And I will watch, like, so, at least a couple of the shows like I did this time around uh, next time like, they do this. Like, I do appreciate that there's this live stream option on stage it so it really helps keep people who aren't able to attend in person to stay involved with the event so yeah that's all the news that i have for the time being um i might come on again in a couple days once i've gone to another music event um so yeah, I'm sure some people might be able to figure it out. You know, you, you can throw your guesses if you want. But yeah, that's all for now. And you can follow us on facebook.com slash yesshift where we go live. Uh, Facebook or youtube.com slash at yesshift where uh, we post the videos after the fact. Uh, anchor.fm slash yesshift. You can listen to the audio on various podcast platforms and there's also a support button and you can email us via yesshiftpodcast at gmail.com and yeah give us feedback or comments or maybe we'll just chat um so yeah thanks everyone for tuning in and see you all next time